the Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Chris Raybon. I'll be joined by one of the top rankers in the game, and Sean Kerner. And this is is our NFL player projections episode for week number seven. In this episode, we'll run through our top five at each position. We'll discuss the players we're high and low on and throw out some player props for each position as well. So what's going on, Sean? What's up? Yeah, I I had a phenomenal week six. Uh, nice. Went 3-0 and and convinced me. 3-0 and in primetime props. Woo. Let me tell you, man, the Thursday night football prop, Khalil Her- Herbert cleared his rushing prop on his first attempt. That was fun. Then Saturday Night Football, A.J. Brown came up a half yard short on his receiving prop, so cash on that under. <laughs> and then last night for Monday Night Football, Eric Saubert cash on his <laughs> under 15 and a half receiving yards. And the, the prop turned into us rooting for him just to play a snap so that the prop would count. Um, but yeah, Greg Dulcich showed up last <laughs> night. I was hoping we can get some stability in the Broncos, uh, you know, tight end room. And that's looked like it happened. And then Ramondre Stevenson, baby RB one on the week. Uh, so, yeah. So I think we did really good on our, our lineups last week on our other pod, but yeah, overall great week. How about you? Yeah. I went to 10 and five. Uh, so pretty solid week. Uh, one thing that killed me was I had two bets on Ian Thomas unders and uh, he got, <laughs> caught a tight end screen in the fourth. Like he had no catches and no yards going into like last play of the third quarter caught the last pass of the third quarter. And I think one of the first plays of the fourth quarter, they designed like a tight end screen to him down, like down two scores, which makes no sense. So, but uh, can't complain. Had a good week. So uh, yeah, let's keep it going. And let's start at quarterback. Who are your top five? Uh, so right now I got Lamar Jackson, number one, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Kyler Murray. Yep. I got the same order uh no i got the same five different order got lamar herbert burrow murray mahomes nice yeah i got surprised for a second i guess i forgot uh, josh allen's on a bye week that would make sense right. <laughs> well he's on the top five but yeah lamar lamar gets a uh a week at the top spot for me yeah he's uh you know it's just this is the time of that that week cleveland run defense i mean oh yeah i should lamar should feast uh who you high on uh, so I'm high on Tua this week um, against the Steelers. Uh, I'm at QB 10. Uh, the consensus is at QB 15 right now. But, um, you know, he should be right back in that low-end QB 1 discussion. He, Like I said, he faces the Steelers this week, whose entire secondary was out last week. Um, Brady wasn't really able to take advantage of it much, but I think Tua um, should have a good week. I, I'm expecting, you know, at least one to – three of the Steelers secondary players to be out again this week. Um, so like him, I'm also pretty high on um, Jared Goff this week. Um, it's it's a tougher matchup on paper against the Cowboys, but he opens the week as my QB 16. Uh, his ECR is QB 20. Uh, but with Dak Prescott back under center, I think that the Cowboys should be able to run up the score a bit against this horrible Lions uh, defense. So Goff's going to be forced to throw a bit more this week. Um, I'm expecting him to get DeAndre Swift and DJ Chark uh, back following the bye week. We'll have to monitor that 
of course, Amon uh, Ross St. Brown should be closer to 100%. So um, uh, I'm investing back in this Lions offense. And one thing to monitor with Goff is, you know, Jamison Williams could return. I don't know. In the next couple weeks, I haven't seen much news with him. But uh, with Williams uh, possibly making his debut soon, uh, that's going to raise Goff's weekly ceiling even more. So that's something to look out for Goff's uh, long-term upside. Yeah, man. I love some Jared Goff this season. I mean, he's been – for my best ball teams oh yeah essentially got him for free um i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm, I'm a little scared of him i would be a little scared of him in this cowboys matchup but right. <laughs> i get it it's uh, kind of a rough week at quarterback so i think that's why he's up there uh for me at qb 16 but yeah i agree on paper it's not not the easiest matchup yeah i i agree with two i actually have <laughs> i have two at number seven in uh in early rankings so i'm even that's higher not than crazy that's it's, not yeah, crazy yeah i mean all. You know that this Pittsburgh defense. I I know Tom Brady kind of had some problems, but that's because probably because Tom Brady went to a wedding on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, I still think they're they're gonna have some issues, and I, I mean, I just love the weapons for for Tua, and you know, he's coming back to uh, you know, healthy Tyreek, healthy Jalen Waddle. So uh, I think it's a it's a good matchup for him, and uh, yeah, who do you got? Uh, who you got? Who you low on? Um, I'm, I'm low on Russell Wilson. Um, I mean, I feel like I've been low on him every week. Uh, I've taken a couple weeks off, but I, I'm back on just reminding everybody that he should not be a, uh, treated as a QB one right now. His ECR is QB 14. Um, and I have him QB 17. Uh, you know, the, the Jets defense, they, they rank 15th in DVOA against passes here, but I think their secondary is pretty strong. So this is a matchup. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to be a little bit more cautious when projecting passing games. So this week, especially with Wilson, you know, just struggling. And it looks like the shoulder injury could be a bigger concern than we originally thought. I guess he's getting an MRI this week. Um, either way, I think they're going to lean on the run a bit more this week. And uh, yeah, uh, again, I, I don't know what to tell you, but Wilson should not be in the uh, QB1, QB2 discussion. Um, he is a mid-range to low-end QB2 for me in, until further notice. Yeah, I mean, they're, t- they're saying his injury might actually be a little more serious than that yeah. thought so i mean this could be like he might not even play all right yeah i'm well on uh trevor lawrence uh you know this in the in this giants game i just think this giants team is very well coached on defense and i think you're gonna kind of see a sloppy game or just not too much going on the total is only 42 and this giants defense is actually giving up the 10th uh the 12th fewest points to quarterbacks wink martindale uh you know he's gonna send the blitz and do a lot of crazy things so I think the Jaguars are going to continue to lean on Travis Etienne, James Robinson, and those guys. And I don't think it's going to be a big uh, passing game for Lawrence in this game with a low total. So he's my QB 14. He's inside the ECR top 10 uh, this week. Yeah, like uh, like I said last week, um, you know, he's been flashing his uh, rushing upside a bit more lately. So that's it's back-to-back games now where he has mm-hmm. 20 or more. Uh, rushing yards and he had uh two vulture touchdowns last week unfortunately took away from uh both robinson and etn but again i think with lawrence um i'm back into having him in the low end qb1 discussion just based on his recent rushing upside but i certainly take your point um he's definitely been struggling as a passer the past couple of games um so he's a little bit more volatile than i like to admit yeah he's uh i'm trying to look at my rushing i, I have him for about 0.16 rushing touchdowns so nothing crazy but yeah um you know, this Giants, you play these just Giants team and like, it's just like nothing happens, you know, right. it's, like, it's just, this team is, it's, I, I haven't seen this in a while where a team is just so well coached and not really making a ton of mistakes on, on either side of the ball. So, all right, let's go to the prop. What you got? 
All right, so I'm going with Dak Prescott passing yards against the Lions. I've had some trouble uh, setting this number, so I want you to help me out a little bit. But um, I have his initial projection at 257 and a half passing yards. What do you got over under that? Uh, I'm going over. Uh, it's it's the Lions. Yeah, it's the Lions. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think the Cowboys' pace is going to quicken if he, he's back in. So, um, you know, that's something, you know, the Cooper Rush, they kind of played, you know, Hide the quarterback. Don't make him do too much. Don't turn the ball over. But remember, this team was like the fastest paced team in the league uh, with Dak at quarterback. So, yeah, I think mm-hmm. he's I think he can get there. Uh, so over that number. I was hoping you'd take the uh, the under there. Yeah. What was, our, what was our record last week? Uh, we both. Oh, we both, one, went. Yeah, both went one and one. Yeah. Oh, damn. So I'm still just up by one. Yeah. OK. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, let's go to running back. We got in your top five. Uh, so this isn't as fun as last week where I had Ramondre Stevenson number one. Um, I'm back with Saquon Barkley at the top spot. Uh, and then I have Austin Eckler number two, Josh Jacobs at number three, Alvin Kamara number four, and Leonard Fournette at number five. Yeah, I got uh... – <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm doing this kind of early in the week. I So I'm kind of just looking at my rankings as, you know, like – as we do hey podcast. that's that's the fun in this right yeah, yeah. like obviously no. there's these are going to change i always say that but uh, what do you got who are you laughing at who's the guy josh jacobs number one. Oh, oh yes, number one. I josh jacobs like, number one damn uh, yeah i can't I, complain with that yeah he's getting he's getting about uh what is it 90 88 of the backfield carries and he's running around on uh about 50 percent of the dropbacks yeah. which is up for him you know that's usually he's usually in like the 30s um, and he's facing this Houston defense that is number 29 in DVOA. So, uh, and the Raiders are a seven point home favorite. So, uh, yeah. Jacobs I, right now, he's, yeah, he's like a, almost a half a point ahead of Henry and, and Barkley, uh, who are tied for number two. And then, yeah, CMC four and, uh, Austin Eckler fifth. Yeah, it's close. I have, uh, 0.3 points separating number one to number six. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's not that close, but yeah, the, the top six can be, uh, you know, going up or down two slots, uh, all week. It's that close up top. So yeah, that, like I was so excited that I had Josh Jacobs in my <laughs> top three, but you, you outbeat me there with, uh, having number one that, I mean, I cannot argue with that whatsoever. He, he is the Raiders offense right now. Yeah. I have 95 rushing, uh, 19 receiving and, yeah. uh, about 0.9 touchdowns point. Yeah. 0.9 touchdowns, which is a, a very high number. But uh, home favorite yeah. coming off the bye too should be nice and rested. All right, uh, who you hire? Well, <laughs> you stole some of the thunder there, but uh, <laughs> I was gonna say Josh Jacobs. Um, you know the consensus is RB thirteen right now, so we're both way higher than consensus. But he yep. absolutely needs to be viewed as a top five back this week and possibly going forward based on his uh, you know current usage. But you know, like like you said, he's had back to back massive games rushing for more than. 144 yards two straight games plus he's also being used in the passing game you know back-to-back games of five receptions as well so they're going to lean on him heavily here against the texans so yeah he is by far a top three back this week um and then i'm going with the other running back in this game damian pierce he's my rb 11 for some reason the consensus is rb 20 um but you know he has been dominating the texans backfield since week two he's seen 87 percent of the rush attempts and I guess the, the Texans coaching staff was talking about that, um, you know, they were tipping off plays by having Rex Burkhead on the field. Um, opposing defenses knew that they were throwing the ball. 
Um, so they've just let Pierce stay in on passing downs now. So, um, you know, before the bye, he had a 52% route participation, which was a season high for him. Um, so if that trend continues, you know, he's going to be a rest of season RB1, especially, you know, playing for the Texans. We want a guy involved in the passing game. So this week, you know, a seven point underdogs, that's going to be the ultimate test for this. But I think we could start seeing him average, you know, three to four receptions a game as well. So I'm viewing him as a low end RB1 this week and going forward. Yeah, I have uh, I have Pierce RB11 as well. And that's, yeah, like you said, even with him being an underdog, he is getting more pass down work. And um, so, you know, even with being the underdog in this matchup, it's not, he's not really getting hurt a lot in my model. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, uh, what was it? 90% of the backfield carries two weeks ago, 100 the week before, 83 and 100. So yeah, uh, Burkhead's not getting anything but really the pass down work these days. So uh, love it. Uh, yeah, I had the same two guys written down, uh, Josh Jacobs, my RB1, and Pierce, my RB11. But uh, I'll throw out another name out there, uh, a couple actually. One is uh, Kenneth Walker. I have him as RB8, and uh, consensus oh, is, is RB11. Nice. Uh, you know, he had 88% of the backfield carries last week and uh, about 40% of the route. So excellent usage for, for Walker. He looks great. I mean, he's just – I don't know if you saw some of the broken tackles, but at mm-hmm. one point I was talking to some – uh, our colleague Samantha and we were like, yeah, he's got a cool like 25 yards per carry right now going on. So uh, love me some Kenneth Walker this week. And uh, one more is Latavius Murray. He's the consensus RB 37. He's my RB 28. You know, there's a couple of buys going on. And as I've kind of been throwing out there, like this team is down on Melvin Gordon. He got benched. He was not injured uh, in that Monday night game. Hackett confirmed it. And uh, they Murray jumped Mike Boone as well. And so, uh, Murray, you know, had most of the carries he had. Uh, he got a decent amount of pass game work as well. But 80 percent of the carries, uh, I think, you know, going forward, that's probably what you're going to see. And if Russell Wilson is out, that actually might help because you're still going to have kind of a low scoring game against the Jets. But you're still going to be at home in mile high and you still have that great defense. So Latavius Murray is kind of the perfect back uh, for that kind of game. So I think uh, I think he should be definitely inside the top 30 this week. Like we can't project Melvin Gordon for more than like three or four carries at this point. Yeah, love the Walker call. Um, I have him RB 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, based on the matchup, um, you know, it should be a smash spot for him. And I I was only down on him heading into the season because I thought, you know, he'd be, uh, you know, splitting carries with Rashad Penny and probably not being used in the passing game much. But obviously, as the workhorse back in this offense, he is going to be you know, low on RB1 the rest of the season. And he has been a little bit more involved in the passing game. Um, he, his routes run rate was 39%. But, um, you know, going forward, that's going to be fine going forward. We can project him, you know, for two to three receptions at that kind of rate. But as a runner, he is smooth. He looks great out there. So, yeah, I love that call uh, as Walker being a low low end RB1 this week. All right, who are you low on? Um, I am low on Nick Chubb. Um, I hate to say it, but, yeah, th- this is not a Nick Chubb spot. The Browns are, you know, close to a touchdown underdog on the road against the Ravens. Um, so they're going to, you know, have to lean on the pass game a little bit more this week. This sets up better uh, for Kareem Hunt. So I'm just projecting uh, Chubb a little bit lower this week. So he's uh, RB12. Looks like the consensus is sticking him in at RB4. But I think based on this matchup, you have to downgrade him. Same goes for Jeff Wilson. Similar situation. You know, they're facing the Chiefs this week. Um, so they're going to probably be trailing. And with all the injuries on defense, you know, they're probably going to have to throw at a much higher rate this week just to keep up with the Chiefs. Um, you know, last week 
They got down early, so Wilson only finished with seven carries for 25 yards. Didn't see a single catch, so he's not the type of back where if they're in a negative game script, he's going to produce much. So um, I'm low on Wilson this week. Uh, I have him as my RB21, and the consensus has him RB14. Yeah, I agree with those. I have Chubb RB10 instead of uh, RB5, mm-hmm. so kind of same neighborhood. And then, yeah, Wilson I have just outside the top 20 uh, as well. Uh, a couple more I'll throw out. Uh, gotta gotta go to Melvin Gordon. I don't know. He's still at RB thirty in consensus. Oh, damn. like that needs to drop. Like this guy is not the starter. Like they just they cause, and we should have we should have paid more attention. I think early in the year. Remember in preseason when Gordon had that quote, like you know they want Javante to be the guy. Which yeah, it was it seemed like innocent enough, but they were always we always thought they were going to be a committee. So for Melvin Gordon to kind of say okay, like I'm kind of trending down without saying it. <laughs> You know, we probably should have listened more. Um, and then, you know, we saw Mike Boone kind of eat into it. And then we thought, okay, he had one game where he's back up. But in reality, that was just because it was like four days after, you know, they just needed, yeah. to, they couldn't get Murray uh, ready. So he was inactive. But uh, yeah, M- Melvin Gordon's essentially, he's just unplayable right now. And uh, and J.K. Dobbins is the consensus RB31. I, even if he plays and he's, questionable for this week but even if he plays i don't think we can trust him inside the top you know 36 anymore because number one he's on a pitch count they've said it you know harbaugh said it himself uh, and number two he's just like he can't stay healthy you know like it's it's already injured again and this is another thing i think you know going into the season we talk about like these guys that are hurt like how valuable are they really and it's just it's you've gotten yeah. one good game out of jk dobbins one good game and uh you know, it's just, it's not there. And even though, so even though, you know, it's a great matchup against Cleveland, uh, I think that's, you know, people are going to kind of be tempted even if he plays, but he's getting like, you know, 40, like half the carries. Sometimes he's getting even less than half the snaps. Uh, and we just don't know if he's going to be able to get through the game. Kenyon Drake also had a big game last week. You have Justice Hill potentially coming back. Gus Edwards potentially coming back. I mean, yep. there's just no reason for them to use this guy. So you're just kind of hoping for a touchdown, which you could get against Cleveland, but um, not, not at RB 31. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a shame. The Ravens backfield is such a disaster right now. Cause like you said, this is a great matchup, but I mean, early in the week, we have no idea what's going to happen. I, I hope by the end of the week, we have some clarity. Um, I think maybe giving Dobbins just a couple games off to get his knee right. Um, would make sense because Kenny on Drake, he looked really good um last week so if he needs to carry the load this week i think he should he should be able to do it but i think they have to get dobbins right and like you said they might be getting justice hill possibly gus edwards back this week so uh, i think it makes sense for them to give uh, dobbins some rest but yeah i'm right there with you i I don't know why his ecr is that high has to be people just like just recycling (laughs) rankings from last week but yeah i have uh rb 43 to start the week so i'm right there with you all right, imagine things we didn't think we were going to say. Like, I think Kenyon Drake can carry the load this week. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, but he, he passed oh. the eye test. It was kind of like James Conner last year. Remember when he stepped up? We're like, Gee, he looks legit right now. That's, yeah. that's how Drake, Drake looked good. I, I mean, they run a lot of, you know, RPOs and stuff. So it's a complicated scheme to learn. But, you know, Drake looked really good last week. Um, so, yeah, he, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on if, if Dobbins were to get ruled out. And possibly, you know, like Hill and Edwards aren't able to play. Drake could be like a high-end RB2 this week based on the matchup. Nuts, man. <laughs> but I totally <laughs> no, it's agree. Crazy. It's just nuts. <laughs> well, like, did you think Eno Benjamin would be a high-end RB2? He didn't play like yeah, one. I mean, I, them like actually, it. yes. Because, like, I, like that's the thing. It's like not, be, like, not, like, 
if Connor got hurt, yes, because I always thought he was like a he always looked good to me as in the backup role too. So actually, mm-hmm. like Kenya Drake was like dead. Like he was left for dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we didn't even yeah. know he was gonna play this year. So right, right. Um, I agree. All right. So for the prop, let's go with Latavius Murray. Cause oh, there we go. You know, he's fresh off this Monday night game. And uh yeah. you know, we saw him get about all the work in the second half. Like I kept tweeting, oh, he started the first series of the second half, started the second one, just kept going. So let's do his rushing uh yardage this week against the Jets at home. We don't know if Russ is gonna play or not, but uh I am setting the line at 52 and a half. God. <laughs> I have okay, so I mean I'm writing down like my line. Uh okay. and it was 52 and a half. Um, <laughs> but this this is a fun exercise in just trying to project such a volatile situation. Yeah. Um, and I know we 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 project out, you know, percent of rush attempts differently. Mm-hmm. You do among running backs, I yeah. do among the team. Yeah. Um, and he's coming off a game where he had 65% of the team. Mm-hmm. attempt so i'm projecting for 47 this week okay um and the broncos having 27 rush attempts for a team okay um so yeah i have 52 and i'm gonna go with the under just whenever you have a volatile situation yeah. i always feel like the median's a little bit lower um but that is a damn good line and i've got nothing to say other than i'm below you by a half so let's just put it that way it's it's close follow-up question not not doesn't yeah. count for the prop but uh what are your carries for melvin gordon just curious oh melvin gordon <laughs> yeah that would have been the prop right there <laughs> yeah. i mean a healthy scratch is in his range of yeah outcomes. yeah um seven and a half to eight right Whoa, now okay that's yeah you're higher than me i am at i have 13 for boone no i mean uh, whoa, whoa, whoa 13 for murray okay yeah four We're... for boone and i think three for gordon yeah so it's it's uh yeah. yeah essentially he got three last week. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm giving him. <laughs> I think he's gonna regress four. Oh, I got, no, I got four. four actually. Sorry, sorry, four. Oh, okay. Four. Yeah, I would. I mean, if he's, I had to take action, done, I would say bro. like five and a half. Oh no, I agree. I mean, nah, my I don't know. Like fifty. Or I don't know, but... dude. Because like number one, it was like for for it to happen at halftime, it was just almost like we're gonna give him the nominal start, and it's like. Now he looked pretty upset. So like, I don't know, like, it's like, it's like if this, if he can't get carries when Javante's hurt and he's not right. playing over Mike Boone, like, I think they kind of made, like, this almost feels like a Cam Akers situation at this point. It's like, it's kind of like, they made it clear how they feel about Melvin Gordon. Like, I, I would yeah, be surprised. Yeah, no, I, it's got to be embarrassing, especially, I mean, it was a revenge game for him. Yeah. He was playing against the Chargers. So that's, that's got to sting for him. But at the end of the day, let's back up. We are talking about Latavius Murray yeah. and Mike Boone here. Hey, so Latavius I'm not, Mur- I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with your assessment. I'm just <laughs> saying it's very volatile. Um, I agree. I think Murray, like 13 carries sounds about right. But between mm-hmm. Gordon and Boone, how they split, you know, those yeah. remaining 10 carries, it's up in the air. So, yeah. At the end of the day, Gordon's between three and seven rush attempts. Let's just go with that. But I, I'm closer to the high end of that. You're closer to the low end, but it's close. All right, let's go to wide receiver. Who you got in the top five? Um, so I have Tyree Kill, number one. Then I have Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb at number four, and Devontae Adams at five. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm right there with you almost. I got Tyreek number one. Nice. I mean, how impressive is he? Just oh. All the different quarterbacks. Every week, the quarterback. First of all, how unlucky is Miami? Second of all. Right. But I, he's QB proof. Like I said on Convince Me, you know, Matt Moore. Uh, he was a top 10 wide receiver with Matt Moore on her center. 
So, I mean, he's QB proof. And this week he gets two back, you know, probably has a good matchup with uh, Steelers secondary banged up. So, yeah, I mean, wide receiver one all the way. Yes, sir. Uh, got Jamar Chase at number two. So, uh, right there with you. Devontae is my number three. Uh, you know, still kind of I, – I just, you know, against Houston, I mean, this is not – there's nothing prohibitive about the Houston Texans. Uh, right. That's, that's, so, like, I'm still going to go – They would just lean on the run a bit more, but – It's yeah, still Devontae. I, I can't argue with Devontae. Yeah, but if he's suspended, <laughs> then obviously, you know. Well, yeah. Right? yeah <laughs> it looks like he's not going to be suspended, though, right? Like he. No, it looks like they're just going to let the, the criminal – charge play itself out so it doesn't look like she's getting suspended i don't know what's going on there but he is not getting suspended apparently other things we didn't think we were going to say yeah Yeah. (laughs) well he's letting the criminal charge play out from after the monday night game. how do you catch a charge in uniform like that's um, yeah that was pretty nuts uh yeah uh cd lamb my number four as well so i'm right there which i mean this you know the only thing i worry about is you know if they do that little you know, they put like the safety over the top and Okuda. Mm. So maybe I'll switch and get Debo. Uh, you know, Lamb Lamb probably won't drop past like five or six. So he's running around on like every snap. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's getting like a carry some games as well. Uh, and then Debo's number five. So we got the same top five, just a little different order. Yeah. And then uh, there's a pretty big drop off after that. The top yeah. five this week. Who, wait, who's, your, who's your six? Just curious. <laughs> it's it's a tie between uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I got that going on. I got I got T Higgins, Javon Waddle six seven. Oh, then, nice. I might, yes. and then I got Amonra eight. Uh, but just because I have him yeah. for ninety percent routes run, if I bumped him up like even like two two and a half percent, he'd probably be my number. Um, my number six. So you know, I love me some Amonra, so he might have to he might have to jump up. Right, but, and I love me some T Higgins. He's yeah, back man. in my top ten as well. Love that call. All right, uh, who are you high on? So, uh, obviously, I'm high on C.D. Lamb. He's my wide receiver for this week, but I'm also high on Michael Gallup. Um, he's my wide receiver 27. Uh, the ECR is wide receiver 35 right now for some reason, but really good under- underlying usage uh, in his first three games back. Uh, the past two weeks, he's had an 86% route participation and a 26% target rate over the past two weeks. So, getting Dak back under center, um, having an easy matchup against Lions this week, uh, puts him on the you know wide receiver two three fringe uh, this week, so it's it's a good time to invest in Michael Gallup um, in season long and DFS. So love him this week, and then uh, it seems like you're always high on this guy, and I'm like eh whatever. But uh, Robert Woods, let's go. I have him wide receiver twenty eight. I was shocked shocked to see him that high, uh, but his consensus is wide receiver forty seven right now. Uh, but he's really a high floor wide receiver three uh, this week, and I guess as long as Traylon Burks is out. Uh, but he's seen um, a 24% or better target rate in three of the past four games. Um, you know, he's going to dominate targets and, you know, his underlying usage suggests, you know, he's a good bet for four or five receptions e- each game. But, you know, Ryan Tannehill, he's only been averaging 174 um, passing yards the past four games. So if we see any sort of, you know, boost in passing yards to go around, um, you know, Woods could end up with a six or seven catch game. So, um, I like him as a sneaky, you know, wide receiver three option, very high floor and obviously much better in like PPR formats. But um, I think it's a good spot for Robert, Robert Woods. Yeah, I have a wide receiver 28 as well. And nice. I'm looking at the Colts and it's it's surprising to me because they have Stefan Gilmore, but they are they're number 30 in DVOA against uh, number one wide receivers. 
which I have to go back and look if, you know, maybe football outsiders is counting somebody <laughs> that they shouldn't as the number one, but yeah. that just kind of strikes me as odd. Um, you know, so, uh, but you know, take that for what it's worth. All right. So I got a couple of guys and they both play on Thursday night. So, uh, you know, make sure you get them in your lineups. But first is Chris Olave. Uh, I have him wide receiver 16. He's the consensus wide receiver 39. I'm guessing that's because he's coming off an injury. But remember, yeah. it was a concussion. Um, so you shouldn't really see a kind of a hit in playing time or, or performance either. And he's going to be their number one wide receiver. Michael Thomas isn't practicing. Jarvis Landry isn't practicing. So it's going to be Olave, Callaway, and, and Traquan in the slot. Uh, and uh, Olave has been excellent this year. And he's going against this Arizona defense that, you know, their cornerbacks aren't really great. Um, you know, they're 24th in pass DVOA overall. So uh, I think it's going to be a good spot for uh, Olave. And then uh, in this game, I think the Cardinals are going to use DeAndre Hopkins a ton in their first in his first game because they need him. I mean, you, have, you just yeah. traded for Robbie Anderson. Is he even going to be active? I don't know. Um, and then you have you lost Marquise Brown and Rondale Moore, you know, in the offseason, Cliff Kingsbury was like, you know, we might use him as more of a downfield threat. Hasn't happened. Average up the target four and a half. So, you know, Rondell will catch his five balls, but he's not really going to put a major dent into, uh, you know, Hopkins projected yardage. So uh, I think Hopkins kind of steps back in here as that number one target. You know, it's going to be it's going to be him, Ertz and, and Rondell more. But, uh, you know. In this matchup, I think we finally see a decent amount of points on Thursday Night Football. So uh, those are my two guys, Olave and Hopkins. Hopkins is a wide receiver 28. Uh, I have him wide receiver 10. Wow, wide receiver 20, 10. Okay, so he's going to be our prop later. So I'm writing down that you're super high on him and you have him wide receiver 10. Okay, noted. <laughs> I'll factor uh, that into the line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to be over regardless, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right, who are you low on? I am a low on Terry McLaurin. Um, I have him wide receiver 44. Uh, the ECR for him is wide receiver 21 right now. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with I'm projecting both Dotson and Logan Thomas to return this week. So that's going to cut into McLaurin's target share. Uh, it, it's really not a downgrade, you know, that Carson Wentz is out. Um, McLaurin already has chemistry with Tyler Heineke. So um, I'm, I'm not expecting that to be an issue here, but um, the Packers are, they're more of a run funnel defense. So I could, you know, see the commanders really leaning on the run this game. Um, and like I said, there's just way too many mouths to feed in this offense when everyone's healthy. So McCorn usually gets a ding when, you know, everybody's healthy. So if Dotson and Thomas return this week, you know, McCorn's off the wide receiver three map for me even. So, um, he's outside of my top 40. Uh, and then speaking outside of my top 40, I hate to say it, but DJ Moore again, um, he's my wide receiver 43. VCR is wide receiver 29. And this isn't DJ Moore's fault at all. This offense is a complete disaster, whether it's Baker Mayfield or PJ Walker under center. Um, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. And DJ Moore led the team. His A dot of 6.2 yards last week were the highest um, of all the Panthers. That just goes to show what the offense looked like this week. Um, but I, I think it might be easier to double him with Robbie Anderson gone. Um, and just the state of this Panthers offense is not good. And so that's not good for DJ Moore. Yeah, man. It's it's been a tough year for the Moors, uh, for you know, Elijah, DJ. Like it's just it just hasn't been there, man. I, uh, I think um is there a chance that Jacob Eason will be starting this game? Yeah, yeah, there is. Remember our um action summer 
party where you're <laughs> yes. sweating that game and Jacob Eason was just rifling it right like he would either like make an amazing throw or throw it 10 feet above I, I hope he starts that would be exciting yeah man he's uh I mean he actually might be better for for DJ more than anyone that's yeah. quarterback thus far for the Carolina Panthers which is sad all right yeah so I'm going on Terry McLaurin as well uh you know he is definitely outside my top 30 he's not he's not outside my top 40 like you so um, but still, I think he's way too high in the 20s in consensus. Uh, and same thing for Curtis Samuel, actually. Uh, and maybe it is to do with, you mm. know, kind of expecting Dotson to return and Logan Thomas. But, uh, you know, this is also Taylor Heineke. You know, Samuel has kind of put his numbers up with Wentz. So we don't really know. Uh, you know, there's a change in quarterback. I always think you have to be a little conservative. Actually, this might it might help Terry McLaurin a little more now that I think about it. Um, you know, and and because uh, I, I know Heineke's have more time with him, but either way, expecting to be a low scoring game, uh, you know, with Washington yeah. and Green Bay. So, uh, you know, Samuel and Samuel just had a really bad game, uh, on Thursday. So, I wonder if you know, if Dotson comes back, you know, they they use yeah. him a little more, and um, and then the Jets receivers, uh, all this, of them, just all, all of them, man. So <laughs> you have Garrett Wilson. He's the consensus 35. So he's, people are still kind of starting him as a wide receiver three. Uh, I would be conservative this week. You know, he might get the Patrick Sertan treatment. Um, and you know, that would obviously not be ideal. One of them is going to get it, you know, or either that, or they're just all going to struggle against this defense anyway, because Denver's defense is ranked number one in DVOA and pa- against the pass. So like, this Denver defense is not something you want to fool with uh, for, for Zach Wilson. You know, they're going to try to lead on the running game and Brees Hall. And, uh, you know, Denver is more of a, a run funnel defense, if anything. So uh, I think all of these Jets receivers, but I have, I'm eight spots lower on Wilson. He's the 43 for me. Uh, Elijah Moore is my wide receiver. 80. 63, <laughs> 63. And he's a consensus. forty-eight. Yeah. I've been saying this every week though. Like Elijah yeah. Moore is just too high. Like he just doesn't have good chemistry with Wilson and the Jets aren't like this massive, you know, high volume passing offense. And then Corey Davis is the wide receiver 43 in consensus. I have, have him wide receiver 55. So uh, I am very low on all these Jets receivers. No a, lot of, a lot of respect for the the Denver, uh, Denver defense. So I wouldn't even think about it, you know, in a flex type of situation, maybe Garrett, if you're in a super deep league, but uh, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Nope, not doing it. Not going there. Yeah, the, the the Jets were way more fun when they were losing, and Joe Flacco was under center. Remember those days? Now they now they're winning, and Zach Wilson's a game manager. Um, they even have like Braxton Berrios is back in play now. The tight end rotation is like a true 50-50 split. So really, the only player that you can even consider in fantasy right now is Brees Hall, right? Yeah, I mean probably That's Michael it. Carter over. Any of the receivers? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. seriously. Carter, I mean, Carter's like yeah. a uh, like a friend. Like he's um kind of like a discount Tony Pollard, right? Yeah. He's like an RB flex who has you know high end RB two upside if uh, Brees Hall were ever missed time. So yeah, you're right. Like there's such a run heavy scheme right now that yeah, Carter's kind of uh, sneaky as well. Yeah, I have Carter for uh as RB thirty five this week eight eight and a half touches for about 40 yards. So not, not even that great uh, 0.3 touchdowns, but yeah, my, my Jets receiver projections, just so people can hear them. Garrett Wilson, three and a half catches for 45. Uh, Corey Davis, three catches for 43 and Elijah Moore, two and a half catches for 31. So I think the, uh, the weeks of me getting um, Garrett Wilson under four and a half receptions props are over. That's over. 
yeah it's, it's it's probably three and a half this week which is which is a good line yeah um, yeah for sure yeah there were some weird lines last week though i i was actually on a, a ton of reception props uh that were just kind of i felt like off so um you know follow us on the app if you're into that kind of thing but uh let's get to the prop what, what you got for me with deandre yeah so deandre hopkins okay so i'll just go with my original line okay okay i'm gonna go with my original number it's 60 and a half receiving yards, and I'm guessing you're over that. Yeah, that's a good line, though. Uh, but I am uh, 68 for the average, so that would still be about 62-ish for the oh, median. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not, not terribly high over it, but um, I, I, listen, I just think he's going to come right back in, play about 85 90% of the snaps uh, because they need it. You know, they're, they're floundering. Uh, this is not even their usual, like, end-of-season flounder. This is like an early-season stumble out of the gate flounder so um you know i think call of duty comes out this week too i I was just about to make a a call of duty Uh, (laughs) um (laughs) are you projecting robbie anderson at all uh in that yes but he i'm projecting him as the wide receiver four Mm -hmm. um so he's not like affecting much but i have him right now uh, for about one catch, just because I don't. Okay, we're, it's Tuesday. So. Similar. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm yeah. not judging. I'm not judging. I was just making sure. I mean, uh, yeah, we, I would think he even, one. even if, like, even if everyone's healthy, wouldn't he still be the wide receiver four? I mean, unless they just bench like AJ gets demoted. Oh right? uh, yeah, I could see that. Just yeah, AJ yeah. Green's going to be the odd man but, out. Honestly, if you ask me who would I rather have, Bobby Anderson or AJ Green right now, it's still a tough call, especially when you yeah. consider the like the chemistry that. Cause like even before this, Robbie's body language like just never looked good since he got that contract, man. Like, yeah, it just I don't know. That was our dude, man. Just to fall for don't grace. underestimate him though. He could get a deep I, ball this week. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, just send him out there for five plays. Every yeah. play, just be like, okay, you're going deep. Like, you know what you're yeah. doing. So hey, and we got a uh, Deshaun Jackson on the Ravens too. Speaking of yeah, yeah, speaking of deep balls. Uh, all right, let's go to tight end top five. Uh, so I got Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, obviously, and then George Kittle's back to a top three option. Then I got Zach Ertz and TJ Hawkinson. I like it. I like it. I got uh, I got Andrews first this week. So, um, oh yeah, uh, I got Andrews first, six point two catches for seventy seven yards, and then I got Kelsey at six point three for seventy three. So they're right there. They're like a tenth of a point. So that could change. But uh, yeah, got those guys number one and two, and uh, Kittle number three, as you mentioned. Ertz Hawkinson. So, yeah, we got the same top five, I, I think. Nice. Right? Yeah. Uh, Kyle picks number six. Oh, I don't have him that high. I'm nah. eight, though. Okay. I have uh, Joku number six. Oh, okay. I have Joku number 10. Uh, all right. Let's, <laughs> um, who Maybe are that you could high be on? our prop. Um, be. <laughs> I am high on Greg Dulcich again this week. Yes. Um, I, I pointed out uh, he had a path to becoming the Broncos' lead tight end. We we both kind of predicted Albert O would be the odd man out. He was an actor. Albert that Zero. It's not even Albert O. Albert, Albert Zero. Zero. Albert Zero. That? Albert Zero. Um, but yeah, Dulcich. I, like I thought it might take a couple games. Uh, just right away, eighty-one percent route participation. Uh, he got two balls for forty-four yards and the touchdown. Obviously, uh, Wilson didn't see him wide open over the middle. That seems to be a theme uh, for mm-hmm. Russ Wilson. So I think Dulcich. Could have had an uh, even bigger game, but um, I like him going forward. So right now he's my tight end 18. Um, the consensus is tight end 26. I think, you know, his range of outcomes, he'll probably be a mid-range tight end to the rest of the season. But, you know, his range of outcomes 
is definitely, you know, mid-range, a low-end tight end one. If everything goes his way, he's he's talented enough. Um, he he should see enough underlying usage. I've always thought, you know, he reminds me a bit of TJ Hawkinson. So I like his upside. Um, but yeah, like it, it's gonna it's gonna involve Russell Wilson, you know, seeing him when he's wide open. So that that might be one of the things that prevents this from happening. But either way, I love his upside in this offense. Yeah, man. I think that, you know, that's the only thing. If if Russ, if Russ doesn't play, um, it might be a different story. But yeah, he's my tight end 10 right now. So Whoa, and that's just based yeah. on the routes. I mean, that's just yeah. with Russ playing, just based on the yeah. routes run. I mean, again, like we talk about this every week. Tight ends are going to be super unpredictable. You're just looking for routes. And 81% is in that's like top five kind of percentage-wise. You're for, probably getting eased in too. Right. Yeah. Um, although maybe I should lower it just because Denver's one of those teams that you can't really predict, like week to week. It's like the Giants wide receivers. Just, I think that was just the symptom of it was Eric Sauber yeah. and Eric. T- I mean, we love Sauber uh, because of that seven and a half prop, but mm-hmm. either way, he wasn't the long-term option. I think that was clear. Uh, he only played one snap. Um, so I think it is going to be stable going forward now that Dulcich is back. So I'm high on Darren Waller this week, which I haven't been high on him for a minute, but uh, he is my, he's, he's my tight end eight this week. And I, that's with projecting him for, you know, not a full complement of snaps. I still don't know exactly what's, what's going on with him. Uh, injury wise, I'm guessing he's going to be listed as questionable, but uh, you know, he had the long, he had the bye week So I'm guessing he's going to be back to full strength. So uh, like Darren Wall this week against that Houston zone defense, he's a tight end 12 in consensus. He's already my tight end eight. And if, if he's good to go off the injury report, he would probably jump into, you know, four or five for me uh so like him and then one other guy i'll mention is Cade otten uh we don't know exactly what's going to happen with cameron Bray or this early in the week but i mean he did have a scary injury and uh turns out he has a sprained neck so i don't know you know for a normal human being that i would not play football with a sprained neck but these are warriors here so uh if break goes obviously scratch it with otten but if he doesn't we're looking at a player who in the one game break missed ran a route on 92% of the dropbacks. And that is highly elite. And I mean, every week we think this, we's like, all right, this Bucks team's got a rebound sometime. Like it just hasn't looked good, but um, you know, like one of these days we're going to get a good performance out of the Bucks uh, offense. So uh, Kate, you know, 92% routes that would put him, uh, you know, I would project, I would be projecting him around tight end nine or 10. Uh, with that kind of usage. So uh, he's somebody, if Braid is ruled out, uh, look for Kate Ott and pick him off, off waiver wires because uh, I think he'd be startable this week. Yeah, love the on-call, especially since we already saw what they're going to do when Bray is out. Like you mm-hmm. said, Otten had over 90%. They are going out of their way to make sure that Kyle Rudolph does not see the field, so we don't have to worry about him. Um, but yeah, like it looks like Bray's shaping up to be a game-time decision, but either way, like Kate Otten should be a you know high-end tight end too if breaks out uh i'm not sure about waller though that was scary how he uh you know he started the game and they yanked him he got Remember hurt last he got season hurt. no i know i know i'm yeah. just saying last season um you know he was looking iffy one week and then he missed five games so true, true we just have to remember that he was a late bloomer he's already in his 30s um so he has he's at a point in his career where we definitely have to take injuries a little bit more seriously especially it's a hammy mm-hmm. right so i would just be nervous that he won't play the full game especially since you know, they're playing the Texans. They, they probably won't need Waller uh, to put them away. But, yeah, either way, like like you said, he, he should be a top 10 option if he does return. It just I, – I'm just scared after what happened um, last game. Um, and just based on his recent, you know, just um, 
his inability to play through inj- injuries last season. Yeah, I mean, no, he's having a season from hell. It's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's purely a buy low, but it's it's an ugly week. It's bye weeks, you know. I mean, yeah, like you can't really turn down a tight end get like getting like eighty percent and at least projected to get like eighty percent um this this week. So again, yeah, just monitor the uh the 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 injury reports with him. But if he's if he's practicing, you know, if he gets in like a limited session Wednesday or Thursday, uh, and, and he practices Friday, I think uh, I'd feel good about him. Yeah, the the tight ends on bye this week are you know. Dawson Knox, Tyler Higby, uh, Irv Smith, and Dallas Goddard. So that's a huge chunk of like you know the low end tight end one tier. So yeah, Waller yeah. by default uh, sh- should be in your top ten. But either way, he's he's pretty dicey. Yep. Uh, all right, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Gerald Everett. Um, I have him tight end twelve right now versus the ECR is uh, tight end seven. It looks like now this is a great matchup against the Seahawks. It's a revenge game for him. Uh, but with Donald Parham role, his role's expanding um, after returning two weeks ago. That's going to start eating into to Everett's, you know, playing time and target share. And Keenan Allen, I guess he's expected to return this week. Um, I'm projecting him to return this week. So, again, that's eating into Everett's target share. So, um, while I loved Everett, like, earlier in the season, I was treating him as a mid-range tight end one. I think we have to start downgrading him to the tight end one, tight end two fringe. Um, just based on both Parham and Keen Allen returning to action. Yeah. You know, he, he he had the, what a season low 61% routes yeah. run on Monday night football. So uh, people probably haven't, everyone hasn't probably looked at that yet. I think his consensus will drop a little bit, but yeah, he's mm-hmm. that's kind of seven. That's pretty high for, for him. Uh, I am low on Hayden Hurst. Uh, he is the tight end. <laughs> he's the tight end eight. Uh, I have him tight end 15. Like I, his, you know, he had a couple good games in there, but uh, a lot of his production came with, you know, T Higgins still banged up. Yeah. Higgins is kind of back healthy. And they've also talked about making a more concerted effort to get Tyler Boyd the ball. And we saw that uh, come to fruition last week. So uh, with everyone healthy, Hurst is still like the fifth option because you're still going to use Mixon in the past game as well. Uh, and, uh, and P Ryan. So, um, you know, just not too high on him. And the Falcons are up to 10th in DVOA against tight end. So not a super easy matchup as maybe it looks uh, when you just say, Oh, it's the Falcons defense. So yeah, he's a fringe guy for me. Uh, there's a lot of guys I'd rather start, uh, over Hurst this week. Yeah. Unfor- I mean, I'm a Hayden Hurst, uh, Stan obviously, but I'm right there with you. He's tight end 14. And one of the appeals with him, you, you kind of alluded to that is whenever, you know, like a chase, a Higgins or even Boyd, uh, missed time. I think that's when Hurst is going to be a tight end one. And like you said, with Higgins kind of banged up the past couple of games, Hurst has stepped up. But I'm back on Higgins this week as a top ten receiver. I think he's going to be much closer to 100. He he led the team in targets, I believe, last week. So yeah, as a result, I, I'm downgrading Hurst in the tight end two range this week as well. All right, uh, let's go with a prop. Robert Tunyon came alive for. 10 catches and 90 yards last week. So this week he faces a Washington defense that is number three in DVOA against tight ends. So they've been very good against tight ends, but uh, Randall Cobb is out. So uh, we could see kind of a bump for, for Tanya. He saw his highest routes run of the year at 76%. So I am setting his receiving yardage at 37 and a half. I was ready to say over. I'm going to go under though. Okay. I'm a little bit lower. I was, I was thinking like 34 and a half. 
Um, love the usage rate. Like you said, his routes run were around 75% last week. Um, Randall Cobb being out definitely helps him. I don't know what's up with Christian Watson, um, but I'm projecting him to play, but he's kind of banged up. So I think, yeah, again, I, I'm just going to have to barely lean under, but that that's a great line. And what's up with Sammy Watkins? Is he, I think he's eligible to return. Have you heard anything about him? What, I haven't what's heard up anything yet. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they'd get at least probably Watson or Watkins back, maybe one of them, but uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything. So, uh, but I, I just, it was interesting to me that Tunyon's route spiked so much. Um, so, you know, maybe he's going to be the kind of, more of that guy we saw a couple of years ago when he was putting up numbers, then maybe that's what they think the fix is, you know, for this <laughs> offense. Yeah, no, I think so too, because, you know, like I was saying earlier in the season when he started out, you know, averaging like 45% route participation, I was expecting that to eventually climb up to 65, 70%, especially, you know, that's one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite, you know, most trusted targets. So, I think with just all the, you know, the wide receiver situation being in flux, I think they are going to start leaning on Tanya. That, that's why I was like ready to take the over here. <laughs> uh, but you said it just a little bit above where I was, where I was thinking. So yeah, again, just leaning on the under there, but again, that's a great line. All right. That is going to do it for our week seven NFL player projections episode of the action network podcast presented by FanDuel. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode out now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. And if you're into betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here on this channel. Go to actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content, as well as fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. You can follow Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. And you can follow me at Chris Raybon. And wrap those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app where you can follow our vets uh, and track yours as well. Until next time, we'll get this money. Money, 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 money